Are the joyous sounds of Easter once again? Christos vos kras, vo Easter vos kras. Dobri večer i vitaju vas vsih dorihi radio suhočina radio programu Naš Holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja, katera podjeti vam na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misci Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Djakujuščorišle, parabute zimnoju, nastupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB. Vancouver. Happy Easter. I'm Paulina, your host. Thank you so much for joining me. And we've got a very seasonal program today, of course, Easter Sunday being tomorrow on the Gregorian calendar and coming up on the 15th, the following week on the Julian calendar. As well, we are right in the middle of Passover for our Jewish listeners. So we'll be reviewing that momentous holiday, as well as some very interesting and positive, I think, developments, despite the war going on in Ukraine right now. So stay tuned for all of that, as well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, but mostly great Ukrainian and some Passover music as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
هستند با درست چت سورازی ها Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nasholos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shochenkofoundation.ca. Christos воскрес, Christos воскрес, Christos воскрес, Christos воскрес.
to Victor's Vignettes, stories about life in Soviet and post-Soviet Ukraine by Viktor Sergeyev of Mykolaiv, Ukraine. I am Sergei Kaznady in Toronto. When my grandmother died many years ago, she said to my mom, your little son must always celebrate Easter and Christmas, whatever the authorities might say, promise me this. My mom promised her. And since that time, twice a year, we enjoyed a festive time. The celebrations of Easter and Christmas, completely religious holidays, never actually stopped in Ukraine. This was due to ordinary Ukrainian people. No authority is able to overcome this habit. Back in those days, it was sort of an open secret. Everyone would say, hush, so other people won't hear our celebrations, because they are forbidden in our country. Then, with that word of caution out of the way, the celebrations got into full swing. I recalled that people on both sides celebrated these holidays. Those who said, no, you must not, and of course the other side too, the believers and the traditionalists. Of course, neither side wanted the other to know that they were celebrating the holidays, in a different way, yet in the same way. For everyone, it was a kind of pro-communist shyness that we all shared. It wasn't just that this strange mindset came about during the holidays. It was a way of life in the Soviet era. A case in point is what happened with the fantastically popular poet, actor and singer Vladimir Vysotsky, who could be compared to Bob Dylan. Millions of magnetic tapes with Vysotsky's instantly recognizable and beloved voice were widely spread across the country. Teenagers and adults copied his tapes readily. This really can be called countrywide love, and no authority could overcome this habit either. They had to try, of course, even if it meant temporarily lifting the censorship of Western pop culture. The standard anti-religious holidays playlist usually included ABBA, Boney M, Secret Service, Friedrichstadtpalast Ballet from Eastern Germany, and performers from various other socialist countries. The official communist theory was that it would prevent youth from attending church. The reality was nothing of the kind happened. Meanwhile, we all considered these Christmas and Easter TV programs to be an additional holiday gift from our comrades in the Kremlin. Everyone said, oh, we can enjoy the holidays. We'll have tasty food and good TV programs. Thank God! I am Serhii Kaznady in Toronto, Canada. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Victor's Vignettes, stories from the life of Victor Sergeyev in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. You can find Victor's original transcripts and commentary at his blog, Vignettes, Life in Ukraine. For audio archives and links, visit www.nashholos.com. So until next time, dopobachenya!
Slava Isusu Christu i dobre večer. This is Father Bruce Power with Izdukovi Tvojemu and with your spirit here on Nash Hollis Radio. During this season of Holy Pascha, we reflect, and rightly so, on the resurrection of Christ, the wonder, the glory, that incredibly good news that we have heard for centuries, that Jesus truly did rise from the dead, and in his risen glory, he offers us a promise of hope. Now, any time there is faith, good news, hope, and a reason to rejoice, there are going to be, unfortunately, those who will come along and rain on the parade and try to bring it all down. But faith in the resurrection has a power all its own. The resurrection of Christ does not need the wisdom and the science and the philosophy of humanity to make it real. Faith in the resurrection brings us a level of hope and a level of strength that nothing else can bring us. There's actually a wonderful little story, it's a true story, that involves a Ukrainian priest during the Soviet era that shows the power of faith in the risen Christ and how nothing can truly stamp it out because it is indeed from God. The story goes like this. During the Soviet era, as we know, the um, Ukrainian churches, both the Ukrainian Catholic and the autocephalous Ukrainian Orthodox Church, were severely persecuted. They were outlawed, along with many other denominations. And even the state-run Russian Orthodox Church was simply that, state-run, and under the controlling thumb of an atheistic regime. Religion was persecuted. It was one of the greatest persecutions of faith in the history of the world, and it happened right in our own times. And what happened was on one Easter Sunday, on one celebration of Holy Pascha, the Soviet authorities decided to go into Western Ukraine and further stamp out, as though they thought they could, any manner of faith in the resurrection of Christ. So they had with them a captured priest. He was obviously humiliated, frightened, didn't know what would happen to him after that. And they also had with them several very brilliant scientists, writers, philosophers, experts, the brightest of the brightest out of the Soviet Union. And they set up a podium there in this Ukrainian village and had all of these brilliant scholars give speech after speech after speech, and they forced the people to go out and listen. And there the scholars were up there going on and on and on and on, trying to make foolishness out of faith, trying to undo the faith of the people and force atheism upon them. And these great scholars went on one after the other, on and on and on, with all of their great talks and speeches and presentations and so on. And then they took the priest, they grabbed them, dragged him up to the podium, and they said, now, you've heard all of these experts, now, You're to disprove what they said. Go on, try it. The priest, a humble little priest, went up to the podium and he said two words to the massive crowd that had gathered. He said, Christos voskres. And the crowd thundered back, Voistino voskres. For those who don't understand Ukrainian, he said, Christ is risen, the traditional greeting that Eastern Christians use with each other at this time of the year. And the crowd responded back with the usual reply, Indeed, he has risen. That's all he said. That's all he needed to say. And the crowd's response was proof. The Soviet authorities ended up letting him go and got out of there quickly. The priest wasn't humiliated. The faith wasn't humiliated. The good villagers weren't humiliated. Those who thought they had great human wisdom and knowledge, the atheists, were humiliated. The Soviets were humiliated. They humiliated themselves by blinding their own eyes to the wonder and the beauty and the message of hope that the resurrection brings. And that story of the Ukrainian priest, and it is a true story indeed, reminds us that it is in the simplicity of one's heart, 
the depth of one's soul, it is in the faith that we behold the resurrection of Christ. And as the beautiful prayers of the Voskresnya Utrenya, or the resurrectional matins that we celebrate on Holy Pascha, say, having beheld the resurrection of Christ, come, let us worship the Holy Lord Jesus. For Jesus has risen from the dead, as he foretold, granting us eternal life and great mercy. Christos Voskres, Voisna Voskres. This is Father Bruce with Nash Holus Radio. Zboho. Христос воскрес, воистину воскрес, 
поклоняю в наших душах и сердцах. Христос воскрес, воистину воскрес, не згасне вже ніколи у віках. Відважно Він прийняв усе, що тут Йому приготували. Просив Отця лиш прощення для всіх, Бо що творили, може, і не знали. Та незборимий Бог Христос, Пройшов смертельний перехід, Воскрешав вічно у віка, Спасіння мав наші людські рік. Христос воскрес, Воістину воскрес, Лунає в наших душах і серцях. Христос воскрес, Воістину воскрес, Не згасне вже ніколи у віка. Щоб не творили ми тепер, Лиш знаймо, мусить він прийти. До нас, бо він живий, не вмер. І пам'ятаймо раз і назавжди. Та не зборили Бог Христос, Пройшов смертельний перехід. Воскрешав вічно у віка, Спасіння мав наші людські рік. Христос воскрес, Воістину воскрес, Лунає в наших душах і серцях. Христос воскрес, Воістину воскрес, Не згасне вже ніколи у віка. душах і серцях Христос воскрес Воістину воскрес Не згасне вже ніколи у віках Христос воскрес Ви слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос Радіо Кринського Коріння» говорить Павліна Христос Субтитры 
Jewish Heritage on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, discovering unknown and untold stories from the past and present of Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage. Passover commemorates the exodus of Jews from Egypt over 3,000 years ago. The timeless and universal message of this holiday is that slaves can go free and the future can be better than the present. Passover, or Pesach, as it is called in Hebrew, is truly a festival of freedom, and it continues to be celebrated by Jews the world over every spring. Passover begins in the middle of the Hebrew month of Nisan, the first month on the Jewish liturgical calendar. According to the Gregorian calendar this year, 2023, Passover began at sundown on Wednesday, April 5th, and will end at sundown on Thursday, April 13th. Passover lasts for seven days in Israel, eight in the Diaspora. The discrepancy dates back to ancient biblical times. In those days, the start of a new month was determined by the Sanhedrin, or Jewish High Court. It was a complex and lengthy process based on the cycle and sightings of the moon. Then, once officially determined, the message spread outward from Jerusalem. Being scattered around the world, Diaspora Jews initiated the two-day practice in order to not unwittingly miss the proper day to celebrate holidays, should the declaration of the new month be late in reaching them. Beginning in the 4th century, things began to become more standardized. The Sanhedrin was eventually disbanded, and communications improved vastly. Since then, Jews have been using a fixed calendar, but the moon is still the determining factor. As is, incidentally, the case for Christians determining the date for Easter, which is based on when Passover will take place. The Exodus represents the awakening of a higher faculty, which will lead to universal awakening and freedom from restriction. Jews will continue to recount the Exodus story each year at Pesach until this destiny is finally realized on behalf of humanity as a whole. The Exodus story truly is timeless. Slavery, unfortunately, still exists in the modern world, much like it did in biblical times. As do tyrants like the Egyptian pharaoh, although today they are more likely to be called dictators and despots. And they wield power in many sectors of modern society. The path that Jews took to escape slavery in Egypt is a universal one, because in essence, it is the only one. Passover or Pesach is also known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. 
In preparing for Pesach, Jews scour their homes and vehicles, removing every trace of leaven, called chametz in Hebrew. This act symbolizes the haste with which the Jews left Egypt. They did not even have time to let the bread rise. The removal of leaven is also a symbolic purification ritual, removing the puffiness of arrogance and pride, which separates us from one another and from our Creator. The eating of unleavened bread, called matzo, during this time, carries important symbolism for Jews. The scrupulous ritual avoidance of impurity, symbolized by leavening, helps them to observe the proper spirit of this festival. In the 20th century, Jews in the former Soviet Union considered living in the Soviet Empire of Evil the same as living in slavery in Egypt. In Soviet Ukraine, as elsewhere in the Soviet Union, it was extremely difficult, even dangerous, to keep kosher. One of the biggest challenges for Soviet Jews was buying matzo for Passover. Matzo is unleavened Jewish bread. Initially, the Soviet state tolerated the baking and selling of matzo. But, as religious repression grew, that tolerance didn't last. Afraid of being caught by the KGB buying the forbidden matzo, Jews began to establish secret matzo bakeries in private homes. Hand-built brick ovens, heated by wood, operated during the night. Every morning, the ovens were thoroughly cleaned to remove any evidence of matzo baking from suspicious KGB eyes. The distribution of matzo was equally dangerous. It was not unheard of for Jews to be arrested and sentenced to hard labor in prison camps for the crime of baking or transporting matzo. Even in the last waning years of communism, during Glasnost, matzo was still packed in cartons, labeled as butter or other food products, to disguise them during transport. Pesach is one of the most important holidays for religious Jews, and even for less observant Jews. So in Soviet Ukraine, Jews observed Passover as best they could, very carefully. For example, the first and second Pesach seders, or dinners, were for families only. No strangers were ever invited for fear of inadvertently letting in a KGB informer. To do so was to risk prison, or worse. For 30 years after the collapse of communism, life improved considerably for Jews in Ukraine. Although the Russian invasion of 2014 ushered in a reversal of those improvements and a new era of hardship to Jews and non-Jews alike. In 2020, COVID-19 added to those difficulties, providing poignant parallels to the privations endured by generations of Jews living through repressive eras. And in February of last year, Russia's brutal attacks on Ukraine have made matters even more dire. Prior to Russia's invasions, Jewish bakeries around Ukraine had finally been able to freely bake matzo following the strict kosher protocols. And many of those bakeries exported matzo all over the world. Now, once again, Jews are facing physical danger to bake, buy, and sell matzo, and difficult, if not impossible, to celebrate Passover in time-honored ways. Nonetheless, this year, as in years past, Jews in today's Ukraine celebrate Passover as best they can. Fortunately for some, Jewish communities in the diaspora have been fundraising and collaborating with Jewish humanitarian relief organizations in Ukraine to distribute food for the Passover Seder to congregations across Ukraine. This year, however, marks a change, indeed a significant turning point, for Ukrainian Jews observing the Passover Seder. A Seder is a celebratory family meal that follows a set of rituals to mark the beginning of the Jewish Sabbath, as well as major holidays. Passover is, of course, a major holiday, and the Passover Seder is so elaborate that there is a guidebook for it. It is called the Haggadah, which comes from the same root as the word to tell in Hebrew. The Passover Seder is where the story of the exodus of Jews from slavery in Egypt has been told and retold for thousands of years. This year, for the first time, there is a Ukrainian-language Haggadah. The translation is from the original Hebrew rather than from the Russian language. The title is Zanashu Svobodu, For Our Freedom. The translation was commissioned by Project Kesher Ukraine. Project Kesher's mission is to build Jewish community and advance civil society 
by developing and empowering women leaders who are steeped in Jewish values. In the opening message of the Ukrainian Haggadah, Karen Gershon, the CEO of Project Kesher Ukraine, said, With the release of the first Ukrainian-language Haggadah, Project Kesher proudly declares that we and Jews around the world stand with the people of Ukraine against their modern-day pharaoh. Project Kesher is confident that this Haggadah will be remembered as a turning point in Ukrainian Jewry, a statement of their fully integrated identities as Ukrainian and Jewish. Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year prompted many Russian-speaking Ukrainians to switch languages, and it sparked a push to translate Ukraine's Jewish life into Ukrainian. In addition to Project Kesher's Haggadah, translators with the Chabad Lubavitch movement have produced a book of Psalms. They are now working on a daily prayer book and have their sights set on a full Ukrainian translation of the Torah. And that is just the start. Over the past 30 years, the vast majority of printed material used by Ukrainian Jewish communities was created in Russian. The switch to Ukrainian and the embrace of Ukrainian Jewish history in some ways echoes the themes of the Passover story, which describes the Israelites fleeing slavery in Egypt. Today, despite Russia's continuing brutal attacks on Ukraine and Kremlin propaganda intended to foment discord, Jews in Ukraine stand united with their non-Jewish Ukrainian friends and neighbors in their wish to live in a world where peace, prosperity, and mutual respect prevail. This is Pavlina, wishing our Jewish listeners a kosher and joyous Passover. Chag Pesach Sameach. And until next time, Shalom. Join us again soon for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
Слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо Українського коріння на багатомовній радіостанції AM 1320 CHMB у місті Ванкувері. На жаль, ми вже скінчили нашу програму, ще час додому і сказати до побачення. Але перед тим я хочу залишити вас такими словами мудрості. Той заповідь Божу сповняє, то про свою родину дбає. And our proverb of the week translates as «He fulfills God's commandment» who looks after his own family. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. If you miss our on-air or live stream broadcast, you'll find the podcast at our website, www.nasholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, and I hope you'll consider supporting our work with a monthly donation. And you'll also find a list of the songs and artists on today's show. Well, our time is up now, so we'll have one last Easter tune to wrap it up. 
I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich. Чудесна пісня, чудесна пісня, чудесна пісня не змокає. Співаймо Господу з небес, співаймо вічне Аллилуйя. Бо істину Христос воскрес, хай цілий світ про це почує. Співаймо вічне Аллилуйя, бо істину Христос воскрес, хай цілий світ про це почує. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.